Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. I recently became aware of something that was inadvertently stealing hours a day from me. It was cramping my homesteading projects. It was making me feel constantly behind and it was eating up way more time than I had thought. Any guesses? If you guess social media, you are right on. And I know that many of you have also been feeling the pull lately to step back from social. I actually did a time management challenge recently. And one of the number one concerns that the participants expressed to me was that they have a lack of time and an abundance of distractions. And the interesting thing that we discovered when we dug deeper into what was causing this feeling of not enough time and too many distractions was that social media was the number one culprit. Now, I'll be honest, this is something I have personally struggled with a lot in the past, but I've made some really big changes lately that have made a huge difference for me and have freed up more time for me to spend with my family and doing the homestead stuff I love and just being a human. So I wanted to share some of my breakthroughs in today's episode. I'm your host, Jill Winger, and this is the podcast for the trailblazers, the mavericks, the makers, the homesteaders, the modern pioneers, and the backyard farmers. I'm known as the homestead mentor because I have helped thousands of people over the years live off the land and return to their roots no matter where they live. If you're ready to grow more food and create a healthier and happier life, well, you are in the right place. Hey friend, I'm interrupting this episode for just a quick minute because I have a really exciting announcement. For many, many years, I have relied heavily on planners to keep our full life in flow, but I have always struggled to find one that fits the uniqueness of a homestead lifestyle. The planners I've used in the past always kind of left me wanting more. They would contain weekly spreads that never quite fit our life, and they never took into account all the moving pieces of an old-fashioned lifestyle. You know, things like meal planning, gardening, preserving, or seasonal living. So I decided to make my own and I am so excited to introduce to you today the Old Fashioned On Purpose Planner. It's designed for homesteaders by homesteaders. It's the planner I have wished for for years and it is loaded with helps, cheat sheets, templates and guides to streamline your homegrown lifestyle, whether you live on 100 acres or you're just homesteading in your backyard. Head on over to prairieplanner.com and I'll show you a sneak peek of the inside. I also put together a bunch of bonuses to go with it and guess what? Free shipping. That's www.prairieplanner.com. Now back to our episode. So I made a post over on Instagram and I actually posted it on Facebook a couple weeks ago. And I, it was something I worked on for a couple days. Like some of the most meaningful things that I'll post on social media. They're usually something that ruminates within me for a while before I finally am able to spit it out in a way that feels cohesive and sensible. Um, But this post had been really stirring within me for a while. And it finally, I was able to put it into words. And this is what I posted over there in case you didn't see it. Um, It was a picture of 
my garden in the dark with the lights on, which is really pretty. And here's what the caption read. It said, I'm feeling a deep call to stillness lately, a refocus on the tangible, the things that matter, the things in front of me. Whenever I peek out from our happy little homestead, the world feels weighted with fear, anger, and uncertainty. And so I'm choosing to put my head down and focus here, not out of denial, not out of fear, but because these are the things I can control, the little things that make a difference. The winter rye crop germinating in the garden, the tiny seedlings emerging from the soil in the greenhouse, the lingering bits of tomatoes waiting to be crushed into sauce, the homeschool lessons inviting us into the world of wonder, the long talks with the kids about history and water and space and how we're all connected. The simplest things feel inexplicably vibrant to me right now and are a rich welcome contrast to a very gray world. So I'm pouring ample cups of tea, lighting candles at dusk, deleting Facebook off my phone and sinking deep, deep, deep into this season. The real, the tangible, the simple, the valuable. So that was the post. And I got a lot of responses from many of you saying you are feeling the exact same way, um, which is just good to know, right? It always is nice to know you're not the only one. And I, I think it's, I think a lot of folks are feeling this way, um, especially just because, I don't know, 2020 and all the, there's just so much drama. Like there's not a shortage of, of drama and things to argue about. And the level of dissension among humans feels higher than ever right now. Facebook is just a, just a dumpster fire. Like it is just a constant, just, ugh, just nasty. And so I know a lot of you are just like over it. I was over it. Like I have never done like, oh, you know, I'm leaving Facebook. I just don't really like, I've never done that. I've never like made grand announcements or done that. I've always just been kind of steady Freddie with social media and whatever, you know, done my own thing, kept my head down. But like something about this last nine months or 10 months has just made me go enough. Like I'm done. Uh, now a part of that was this documentary. You might've heard people talking about it. Uh, the social dilemma is what it's called. It was a really good documentary. We watched it, I don't know, a month ago, probably. And honestly, a lot of the stuff in the documentary was things I have heard before. Um, I've read a couple books on social media and digital minimalism. One in particular is Cal Newport's book. He's an author and he wrote a book called Digital Minimalism. <laughs> and it's a really good book. I would highly recommend it. Um, but he talks a lot in that book about some of the things they talked about in the documentary, which is how social media apps were very, very strategically designed. Like nothing is on accident. And they were created to be addictive. They were created to loop us in. Like every single feature is designed to keep us coming back for more and to make us stay there as long as possible. And my very, very favorite analogy that Cal Newport gave, and also they reiterated it in this documentary that uh, it's basically like, is like a slot machine. And it's the same psychology that makes gambling addictive is the same thing they use to make Facebook and Instagram and all those addictive. And you think about it, like I'm picking on Facebook today, but like you take your Facebook app on your phone, you drag your thumb down and release it and you never know what's going to come to the top. And it's always a little exciting. And I like my brain likes it as do most human brains. It's just psychology. It's pretty hard to fight, right? 
Um, but it's a little bit eye-opening, not a little bit, it's a lot eye-opening when you start to realize, um, oh, wow, this was on purpose. This is designed to, I don't know if they, is this to, I don't know, I'm going to say it, control, control us, right? It's designed to hurt us <laughs> through a certain path that they want us to go. Um, there's just a lot more to it than meets the eye. And so I know that for me, like watching this documentary and reading these books, when I hear any hint of, you know, people expecting me to act in a herd-like manner or be a conformist or, you know, people are treating me as a part of a group, like I get my hackles stand up, right? My independent homesteaderness just is like, no, I will not be a part of the system. I will buck the system. I will blaze my own path. And so um, that was definitely my response to this uh, idea of how social media is technically programming us, right? And it's kind of scary when you think about it because we don't know the long-term effects of this, especially on our kids, the kids in technology. That's really scary to me. And so it was just an eye-opener. Um, and maybe I guess I've had the eye-openers in the past, but this was the time when I'm like, no, Jill, you actually need to take action on this. So I know a lot of folks after they watched this documentary, that combined with the dumpster fire that is Facebook currently, people are like, I'm done, peace out, I'm I'm quitting the platform, uh, period end. And that's totally cool. Like, if that is what you need to do, I would say 100% do it. Personally, for me, I've thought about this for a long time, and I decided to take a little bit of a different approach. Um, I actually do think there is value in some aspects of social media and the internet. I know for me personally, I never ever could have done what I did in, in creating our homestead and learning the skills I've learned without the internet. And like with most things, there's good and bad. And it's easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe there's a time and place to, to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But I feel like for me, there is a lot of good that can happen with the internet, right? We just have to control it so it doesn't control us. And that's easier said than done, especially with something that's designed to be addictive. And so um, I'll be honest, phones and specifically like social media has been a struggle for me. I remember when I got my first smartphone, I think I had the Blackberry is kind of like the stepping stone from the flip phone to the smartphone. But like when I got my first smartphone and I could access the internet and social media, like right there in the palm of my hand, like my brain kind of went crazy. Um, it's kind of funny when I think back, um, obviously this is a temptation for a lot of humans, but especially like for me, um, thinking back to when I was a kid, like I loved when the mail came, I would like watch out the window for the mailman to come. And it was like really exciting to me to get the mail. And so, having like email on my phone, like something I can check constantly. It's like, it's almost feeding that childhood part of my brain that loved new mail. And it's a huge, it's a huge temptation, right? It's something that I can get hooked on really, really quickly. Not to mention my brain, just, it moves fast. It's always needed a lot of stimulation. When I was younger, I used to read books incessantly. Like I couldn't sit down without a book in my hand and I would eat while I read and I was used to get in trouble for it. <laughs> um, like, or rather I would read while we eat. And then the rule was no books at the supper table, right? Like I was constantly trying to like stimulate my brain. That's just how I, how I work. And so for me, especially having the constant stimulation in my hand 
with a smartphone is, it's super tempting. It's tough. It's a perfect storm. Um, so it's something I've struggled with, especially since I have online businesses, I need to be connected, right? It's important, uh, but I have to be able to keep it in check. So I have made some choices that I will share with you here in a minute. And maybe some of these will give you some ideas of your own. But I know that when I made that post that I read to you, when I, when I posted that earlier this week, I had a number of people who were worried or concerned that I was like completely checking out of the internet or leaving Facebook entirely. And I just want to reassure you if that was you, I I'm not leaving. Um, I will stay here. I, I know that leaving entirely might be the right move for some folks, but for me, I feel called to continue to be here spreading this message of homesteading, simpler life, being able to create what you want, no matter where you live. Like I need to be here doing that. I will say this year with all its ups and downs has made that more clear to me than ever before. Like I think I've shared in previous episodes this spring when COVID first hit and the grocery stores were empty and people were worried about food. Like I'm like, I was so supercharged with purpose, knowing like the skills of this lifestyle, this homestead lifestyle, which a lot of people have dismissed as not important and kind of like a novelty, they're actually still very important. And I know that it is my mission to help teach more people those skills and spread them as far and wide as I can spread them. So I'm not leaving. <laughs> I will still be on Facebook. I will still be on Instagram. I will still be posting. Um, but I'm going to be putting some measures in, in place behind the scenes. So my phone doesn't own me. Right. And I think that's the key. So here's a few of the things I'm doing. Some of these might be a fit for you. Some of them may not. Like when I uh, shared some of these ideas in this time management challenge I did a while back, like um, there were a couple people who were like, I can't do that. I need my phone on for work. And I'm like, cool, like that's totally fine. You get to decide what works for you. And there's some people that are like, you know, my phone's never a temptation for me. And I'm like, that's fantastic. And then maybe you don't need to turn off your ringer, right? It just, you know your weaknesses, you know uh, your propensity. So you just got to roll with that and make this work for you. But here's what I am doing that works for me. Um, the first one that I've done most recently is I removed the Facebook app off my phone, completely gone. I still have a Facebook account, but I will only be accessing it via my laptop because I find that when I'm on my laptop, it's not, it's just not tempting for me to scroll through the news feed. Like that's what's tempting as I scroll through the news feed. And quite honestly, I sit there with my mouth hanging open going, wow, humans are just insanely ridiculous. And I, oh man, I can't believe they're arguing about that. And I can't believe they're fighting about this. And I don't actually get involved with internet debates, but sometimes just like scrolling through and watching the chaos, it's just like, you can't, it's like watching a train wreck. You can't stop watching. And so that's what I would do. I just would scroll and scroll and scroll. And sometimes I'd find an interesting article or whatever, but most of the time it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And so that that's where I would get sucked in and I don't get that sucked in on my laptop. So I deleted it off my phone. Um, I still have the groups app because I have like business groups, like my homestead mentoring group, which is one of my favorite places to be on Facebook because it has good people who don't fight and they do cool things. Um, 
that group is a face is or sorry, excuse me. That group is obviously a group. That group I can access via my group app. And that way I can get in there if I need to, and I don't have to see all the news feed. There's also a messenger app because sometimes with business again, like I'm communicating with people in a business capacity and I need to have that. And so I keep the messenger app as well, but I don't have the regular Facebook app. And to be perfectly honest, I haven't used the group app or the messenger app really at all since I took it off my phone. Like I still will just like once or twice a day, I'm like, I'm going to jump on Facebook. I'll check my groups, um, see if there's any notifications for anything important. And then I'm out. So it's taking like 10 minutes a day on Facebook versus hours, right? Way easier. Um, again, that might not be a fit for you, but for me, this has been blissful and I was scared to do it at first. And I was worried because I, my businesses have Facebook connections. It's been fine. Nothing has burned down. Another thing I did is I took email off my phone. Um, I used to check email incessantly and here's what I would do. I would check it but I wouldn't respond to it till later. So it would leave this little nagging bit of stress in my brain. Like, oh, you got to do that. Don't worry. Don't forget. Come on, come on, come on. Um, and it was just dumb. Like, why am I opening an email twice? Right. That's a waste of time. So I took the email app off my phone, even though I run businesses via email, nothing has burned down. I check my email usually once or twice a day, sometimes less. I was recently at a horse show. I didn't check my email for four days. It was beautifully blissful nothing burned down. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but now when I go into my email, I open an email and I respond to it immediately. And then I'm not checking it two or three times or handling it two or three times. Right. Um, okay. I still have Instagram on my phone because it is not as much of a temptation for me. And that is actually somewhere that, um, I do need to have it on my phone to be able to post on Instagram, but it's just, I don't really feel tempted to scroll through Instagram like I do Facebook. And what I did do is I unfollowed a ton of people on Instagram, not because I didn't like them or because I thought they were bad. Not at all. I just, um, kept a very, very small group of people to follow mostly just close friends or business associates or people that I find like super inspiring. And those are the only ones I follow on Instagram. So when I log on there, it's not tempting for me to go scroll through everybody's stuff, right? Um, I have all the ringers, buzzers, and notifications turned off on my phone. So that's like the, uh, the audible noises and also like those little red notification things. Like, right, you know, when Facebook pops up, oh, you have five notifications. Like my brain, as do most brains, I need to see what, what five notifications, what do I need? What's happening? Is it something exciting? And so to take that off <laughs> when I had Facebook on my phone or I have it taken off of Instagram, I have it taken off of any of the apps on my phone, really, honestly, any of them. So I don't see the little red flag of, you know, you have this many unread whatevers. That's been awesome. So that's gone. Um, I have been leaving my phone inside more, especially like when I'm out in the garden. Um, and it's easier to leave it inside because Facebook is not on my phone. And that was my biggest temptation. So now I don't, I'm like, why do I need my phone outside? Like, I don't really need it. Like, unless I'm waiting for a phone call from Christian or um, maybe I'm listening to a podcast or music. Sometimes I do that. But even just having more silence when I'm outside has been good, right? We don't always have to fill the void with noise. Um, so I leave it inside more. Not all the time. I do like listening to podcasts or music when I'm doing monotonous stuff for a long period of time, like weeding, but I'm doing more 50, 50. 
Um, and the other thing I'm doing that's helped has been that I have had a replacement activity. So I found that I would use my phone as a filler. Um, if I'm stirring something on the stove or I'm waiting for the kids to do something before we, you know, start school or I'm waiting for Christian to get home, like I, these little increments throughout the day, if there was a spare moment, I would use my phone to fill that moment. So what I've been trying to do instead of just leaving a void, right, that is more tempting for me to like figure out something else to waste time on is to do something like this, a, a positive replacement. So if I have 10 minutes while something's baking before supper goes on the table, um, fill it with something good. Maybe it's a quick exercise. Like some people hate me for saying this, like squats or, or pushups. Like we've been, I've been doing some different workout stuff, um, the last few months. And so maybe if I have a certain number of squats I want to do in a day, I'll try to do 10, right. When my little gap of time, or maybe it's just praying or meditate, meditating. Maybe it's not actually doing something active. Maybe you're just being still and enjoying the silence, but you're doing it actively. So you don't get distracted in fill it with something, uh, mindless, you know? Um, another thing I've been doing is leaving books all over my house, <laughs> good books that I'm excited to read. So let's say I have 20 minutes before, you know, supper's out of the oven and the table's set, everything's done. Instead of grabbing my phone to be distracted with, I can go grab the book and read 20 minutes of this book, um, which is so much better for my brain than wasting time on a social media app. So that's also been really helpful. I've been doing a lot more reading than I was before. Uh, anyway, but those are just a few of the things that have been working for me. Um, and the cool thing about all of that is I literally gave myself a couple extra hours a day by implementing that, like, boom, like, here we go. Free hours, Jill, here you go. Just by, um, making those simple choices. And now I can use that time to hang out with the kids or to do more homesteading stuff or to read book, like so many good things when we're not filling the spare time with the phone. Now I just have to say like, cause I know that some of you will feel this as well. I 100% had internal pushback <laughs> before I deleted my Facebook app and my email app. Like before I did it, I put it off for a couple days and I'm like, I don't know if this will work. What if like this ruins my life? What if my businesses go down the drain? Cause I don't have Facebook in front of me. Um, and I just kept asking myself over and over, how bad do you want it? And by it, I mean more time with my family, less distractions, more time for doing the things I love, more personal growth, more books, whatever. How bad do I want it? Because when I'm being really honest with myself and I'm doing, we've talked about the 80-20 rule, I believe on this podcast before. I love this concept. The 80-20 rule that is that um, 20% of the things you do will yield 80% of the results. And that means there's a whole lot of things that we do that aren't giving us great results. So when I would apply the 80-20 rule and look at all the actions I did during my day that were either growing my business or making me feel more fulfilled or helping me connect with my kids, Facebook was not on the list. And I could, it was easy for me to tell myself, Ooh, I have a Facebook page for my business. So I need to have Facebook on my phone. But when I'm again, being honest with myself, I realized that 95% of the time when I'm on Facebook, it's not actually for business. It was just scrolling and wasting time, right? Watching videos, 
reading weird articles, like whatever. Um, so once I finally took the plunge, jumped off the cliff, I have not missed the Facebook app at all. And yes, my life does feel more peaceful. I do not feel as aggravated as I did because like, again, this year is nuts. People are at an all time level of weirdness. And like, I would just be like sitting there, you know, stirring the sauce on the stove and flipping through Facebook going, people are crazy. What is happening? The world is going nuts. I can't believe she posted that. I can't believe that commenter said that thing, not even on my own stuff, just like on other people's stuff. And it would leave me with this gross, unsettled feeling. Also like we're doomed because humans suck. Like that sort of feeling. (laughs) I was constantly feeling that way just because I was constantly exposing myself to the insanity and the lack of reality that is social media. So getting out of that, not exposing myself to that has been very peaceful and awesome. Um, And I do not think I have missed anything important in the process. So that is what I've done. Uh, Maybe some of that will work for you. Maybe some of it won't. Maybe, maybe Facebook and phones are not a temptation for you. That's awesome. Um, But for those of you who struggle, I think if it feels right to you, I think there are ways to still have the good parts of social media without letting it control our life. And if you are feeling distracted, if you are feeling that constant feeling of being short on time, I can't get it all done. Try it. Like give, say for a week, for a week, you're going to delete everything off your phone or delete Facebook or delete email or whatever is your biggest struggle. Try it for a week. You know, if you can't live without it, or if you can't run your business without it or whatever, you can always put it back on. But I'm guessing that you'll kind of love the freedom that it gives you. Um, and yeah, maybe at the end you find a balance. Maybe you throw your phone in the trash. I don't know. It's up to you. You get to decide. But anyway, I'm curious to hear how it goes for you. And I know for me, it's been a really good fit and I feel more peaceful, more in control. I just have more time for all the good stuff now than I did before. And that is all I have for you on this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, if this episode was helpful to you, I would love for you to go over and leave a quick rating or review. I actually read every single one of them and they just help more people to find this podcast and bring homesteading into their lives. Thanks for being here. I know there's a lot of stuff you could listen to. So it means a lot to me that you are listening here with me and we will chat again on the next episode of the old fashioned on purpose podcast.